You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. What's going on, everybody? This is BGN Radio, episode number 110. With me, as always, is Brandon Lee Gatton of BleedingGreenNation.com. I'm Jimmy Kemsky of PhillyVoice.com. Brandon, Malcolm Jenkins, no longer an eagle. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm, uh, I'm stating facts. <laughs> yes, I agree. If, if that's uh, weird. <laughs> no, it's, it's weird, Jimmy. It's, it's a weird time because on one hand uh you know there was always a chance this was going to happen right i i think it was even the last episode of bgn radio 109 uh that we just did with the mailbag podcast last week where i said you know it seems like there's more of a sense that malcolm jenkins could actually be gone like some of the hints that tim mcmanus and jeff McLean were dropping and that surprised me because originally i didn't think there was a really strong chance he wouldn't be back double negative there i did think he would be back uh, and he's not. I thought it would be back. Um, I and there was always a possibility that he was going to be gone, uh, and and a decent possibility that he was going to be gone. But even when it dropped, it still felt really shocking to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they went a good five years or so after they let Brian Dawkins leave for the Denver Broncos in uh, two thousand nine, and they had nothing at safety. I mean, it was just some really bad years on the back end. Before they signed Malcolm Jenkins, who was one of the best free agent signings in Philadelphia Eagles history. And he really kind of you know, solidified that back end for, you know, more than a half decade in Philadelphia. And bang, like that, he's gone. Malcolm Jenkins was just so valuable in terms of like every box. He checked every box. Leadership, versatility, durability, which is, again, is no small feat. Given right. all the injuries that have happened on this team as a whole and especially in the secondary like he had everything now of course he's turning 33 this season he wasn't going to come back on his current contract i just really felt like the Eagles should and i felt like they would have been able to find some kind of deal with him when i when i heard howie roseman earlier this offseason talk about being too loyal to players and uh also talking about needing to get younger i didn't think he was talking about malcolm jenkins i thought jenkins would be like the exception to that kind of uh, those kind of statements there. And uh, I, I think I give Howie some kind of credit for for being bold enough to actually, like, do it. And, yeah. and you know, and if this is really his ethos, and like that's and that's really the goal to get younger, then okay, this is, you know, what he laid out there. But, I mean, <laughs> Howie Roseman is also the same guy who admitted that evaluating safeties is hard for them, especially in the draft. And that is clear in their, their track record. You know, you're looking at Nate Allen, you're looking at Jaquan Jarrett, you're looking at Ed Reynolds, you're looking at uh, not not a lot of solutions there. Like Countess, it's going to be super hard to replace Malcolm Jenkins. Like I, I, you can like there's some people out there who I think can see behind the move. There's a, there's a lot of outrage as well, but there's also some people who are like he's getting older. They couldn't pay him whatever. Okay, but like replacing him is not going to be easy. BLG favorite. Ed Reynolds, that is. 
Um. Uh, former, yeah, we had the same birthday, and we we also uh, we're on the same rec basketball team together. Oh, I didn't know that. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Did he have game? Yeah, he was good. What was he like? Uh, was he the like wing? power forward? Oh, okay, gotcha. So yeah, I understand. Like the the to some degree, you know, some uh, there were like a, a a fair number of people that were basically like let him go because there was some decline there. But in my opinion, he was still a really good player anyway. Like, I mean, I had him as kind of like sort of on the cusp of being like a top five safety when he was sort of at the height of his Eagles career. He's certainly not that anymore, but he was still making plays. I mean, he only had one interception in the last two years, but he had eight forced fumbles. One of them didn't count against Dallas. Um, he had the, you know, that huge blocked field goal against the Lions in a game that they, they should have won as a result of that yeah. blocked field goal. And they wound up not winning that game. But he almost he almost won them the game with that play. Um, and, you know, you saw at the end of the year the plays that he made uh, as a blitzer. Week 17 against the Giants, that was huge. I think that was a game that, you know, or, or that was a part of his game that, that he was really starting to um, kind of get better at. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, everything that he's meant to this team over the, you know, since, since he signed here in 2014, the intangibles really kind of can't be measured. I mean, like, he really meant so much to this team in this locker room, both on and off the field. You hear, like, Sean Payton talking about, you know, when the Eagles had so many guys that were injured in, in their secondary. And his game plan, uh, you know, in, the, in that Peter King article, was that he wanted all the Eagles defensive backs looking back at number 27, you know, sort of saying, where do we need to be? Where are we? And then, you know, they're running their play. So, you know, he had a lot of, you know, you can see, like, the respect that Jenkins had from, you know, opposing offensive coordinators around the league. And it'll be interesting to see what he gets in free agency. Um, you know, the unknown here is, what what was he looking for? Like, what kind of money was Malcolm Jenkins looking for? If it's out of control, then yeah, okay, fine, and you release it. But I wonder, like, exactly what Jenkins' expectations were when he said, I'm not coming back to this team on my current, you know, on my, on my current deal. Yeah, and by uh, all indications, the Eagles did really try to bring him back. Like, John Clark said they... Tried to really work it out. Um, I think Jeff McLean had said that the Eagles tried to trade him at some point here. Mm -hmm. So it seems like they tried to do other things. It's not like they really wanted. This was clearly the last resort. This wasn't like we're making a decision to move on and we feel super confident in it. And this is the this is our preference. Like, no, this was the last resort. Uh, and it's unfortunate because the Eagles are losing a very great player. I, the, the one thing that I was talking about a lot back when uh, Malcolm Jenkins was kind of holding out or whatever, skipping OTAs, rather, uh, voluntary practices, was that not paying him sets a bad precedent. Because how are you supposed to be a player in the Eagles organization like looking at this situation? And you see Malcolm Jenkins go above and beyond in every single way, and then the Eagles do not reward that player. I, I get like the whole you don't play pay players for past performance thing. I think there's some truth to that. But I think you also have to understand like this takes a toll on the people in the locker room when you're seeing like this guy who is invaluable and a leader and they'll recover for it. I'm not saying it's like, you know, they're never going to recover his teammates. They'll, they'll get over it and, and in due time, but it's a void. It's a big void in leadership and talent. And I, I don't know how the Eagles are going to replace it or, or do well, we, we do know? Because... Yeah, I think we do know now. I think it's going to be, you know, they kept Rodney McLeod. Um, Dave Zangaro of NBC Philly reported that it's, you know, two-year deal worth uh, $12 million to be determined if that's phony agent money uh, or, or what that is. But that seems steep to me for what Rodney McLeod gave them last year. I thought Rodney McLeod was, frankly, bad last year. 
and was culpable for a lot of those, you know, 40 plus yard pass plays, uh, of which they gave up the most in the NFL last season. And then another report came out that this caught me by surprise was that they intend on moving Jalen Mills to, from cornerback to safety. He came back on a one-year deal worth $5 million. I actually thought he was going to get more than that, but he comes back on a, on a pretty modest deal, and it looks like there's going to be the two safeties. Actually, I guess with Mills, they said it's going to be sort of a hybrid role between corner and safety. I don't know exactly what that means. That'd be We haven't really seen that, I guess, in Jim Schwartz's defense, but uh, it appears that those are going to be the two safeties, and Apparently, they still have their eye on uh, you know safeties and free agency upcoming. By the way, we're recording this podcast uh, between, well, right now it's 5.53 p.m. on Tuesday uh, after the flurry of activity uh, up after the flurry of activity in the uh, late afternoon on Tuesday in which there was just kind of bang, 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 bang. I sat at my computer like looking at my screen all day with nothing happening. And then like I left it for like a few minutes. And all of a sudden, like mm-hmm. four or five things happened at once, and I actually banged out like five articles in like an hour and ten minutes. It was uh, it was uh, kind of a fever pitch there for a little bit, but um, yeah. So I think we may we may actually have the answer at, at who the at who the safeties are going to be. But if you have Mills moving from corner to safety, who are the corners? That's that's the bigger question for me. They whiffed on Byron Jones in in free agency. Who's your cornerback one? Who's your cornerback two? Please don't tell me it's Razul Douglas or Sidney Jones because. You know, we saw they didn't even get any playing time in the playoffs last year. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. That'd be insane if they're they're selling either of those two guys as a starter this year. And uh, it's quite frankly, they haven't been good. And Sidney Jones is like a healthy scratch for multiple games late in the season. And then like all of a sudden he's your starter heading into this year. Now, again, there's time for the Eagles to add people. Oh, yeah. To be clear, it's not like free agency's over. So I don't want to, you know, create the, uh, you know, the <laughs> create the uh, the illusion that like i'm saying they're done or whatever but uh so jimmy's if, saying but, they're but, done but it's right now over. right now you're looking at the, you're looking at their depth chart and they've they literally don't have a starting safe or a starting corner right now their cb1 and cb2 is empty i think it's not great i and when you look at the market too jimmy like none of these corners are super inspiring to me like after that byron jones drop off and i guess if you want to throw james radbury in there and i would even throw trey wade's um, just got 14 million a year from the Bengals. yeah i didn't I didn't want any part of that. that right, but that just shows like what what kind of money these guys are getting. So the guys yeah. that are available still in free agency, you're gonna have to overpay basically crap, <laughs> and you know yeah. that might be your starter. Well, let's get into that a little bit, Jimmy, because I I hate this whole thing when Byron Jones was signed. Everyone's like, well, I'm so glad the Eagles dodged a bullet there. They didn't overpay for him. Okay. Like, are you really going to watch the Eagles next season? And as like you're watching Byron Jones play well, and I think he would, and I think there's reason to think he would, you're going to be like, oh, man, but he's costing so much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's breaking up passes. Or are you going to watch the Eagles secondary struggle probably like they will this year and get torched repeatedly again for like the consecutive whatever season and be like, all right, well, at least we didn't spend all that money. I'm <laughs> right. so glad we have all that yeah, money. We, to we, wipe we, our we didn't pay an right extra now. four million for Byron Jones. So and I, I just really do not love what's left on the market, especially with Kendall Fuller, my guy, my outside the box. Where did he, he went back uh, to Washington, right? He went back to Washington, so it's just not great. Like I, I ran through the options for a post on Bleeding Green Nation. A lot of people are talking about Darius Slay. You you already talked about why I you hate don't that like idea. That. Yeah, I don't. I don't even think it's realistic. Like, I, so just real quick on that: if they're not going to spend money on Byron Jones, why are they then going to trade for Darius Slay and then pay him potentially even more money right. or around similar money? Like that doesn't make any sense. So I don't see that happening. It only makes sense if you really, really like the player. 
And yeah, right. maybe, maybe they do. But uh, maybe. You know, my, in my opinion, Byron Jones is, is the better option. I agree. Or was and the I better think option. When it comes to safety, I agree with you on McLeod. Like, I, I just, and we've talked about that a lot on BGN Radio this offseason. We just both thought he would be gone because he wasn't that great. And if they were going to keep one of the safeties, it would be Jenkins. And clearly that wasn't the decision. I, I wonder how much of that was kind of like panic related or kind of like, well, we need a safety. Uh, you know, there's Rodney, I, although Schwartz <laughs> does like him. So, you know, they do like him to some extent. But, you know, I, and I guess the optimist take would be that McLeod was coming off of injury last year. Maybe they think in theory he's going to be better being further removed from the MCL slash ACL injury he had. But I mean, he turns, he turns 30 this year. So like, I, I just don't really love that bet. And with Jalen Mills, I mean, it's so weird because the Eagles have been so resistant to moving him to safety in the past. And he, like, has, he has too. Been, he has been, Schwartz has been, Unlin, like all of them have been consistent in that he is not a safety. He is a corner. And now they're like, that's the solution. I mean, he hasn't played this position since college, since at LSU in 2015, his last year of college. Like this is, <laughs> like this is their best answer. It's, Again, there's time, whatever. But when you're looking at the secondary on paper, like Solak was talking about this in uh, the BGN Slack. He was he was kind of kidding, but I also think there's actually some merit to it. He's like, well, uh, if, if you're resigned to your secondary being bad anyway, maybe just don't spend a lot of money on it <laughs> because yeah. it's just it's easier. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> but but the, the, the money with Mills is interesting because um, it's only $5 million for one year. So... You know, teams around the league clearly don't think he's good. <laughs> you know, like for him to come back for five million one year, what? Like I thought, I thought he might approach like eight, nine, somewhere around there, and even like possibly multiple years on that. But for one year, five million really shows that, like, you know, what you're watching kind of aligns with <laughs> you know what the rest of the league thinks of Jalen Mills. So I. I'll also note on the secondary, I agree with that, but also note here, well, I, th- I think the injury didn't help him either. You know, having that time off, I think, you know, uh, missing over a year didn't help Mills market. But um, Will Parks, to me, the Eagles are reportedly interested in him. Denver Broncos safety slash cornerback. He's, yeah. He's played like multiple roles. I actually kind of like his profile. I think he's only 26 too, and he's a Philly native. So maybe the Eagles can kind of get an edge there if the money is similar, like you'd want to come back home and play for the Eagles. Um, So I think that's a name to keep an eye out there. But again, like I don't know exactly how he fits in. It seems like the Eagles have a lot of these guys between like Maddox and Mills and potentially adding Parks who are like, don't have a like super designated role. It's like, it's like safety. And maybe that's not a bad thing. Maybe there's the versatility is good, but uh, it seems like there's a lot of like nickel slash safety slash corner guys, like very like hybrid and fluid. And uh, and I don't know if I said this earlier, but I think maybe this is crazy to say, but I think the Eagles are envisioning Jalen Mills as their Malcolm Jenkins replacement. Yeah, right. I can extent. see that like, too. Yes. Like that kind of role, just even from a leadership perspective, because, you know, Jalen's a pretty vocal guy. And I think they're going to, and he's not as established in the league as Malcolm was, but I think they're kind of going to look to him to, to be that guy. That's my early read on it. The two, guy that, the two guys that have very defined roles, or at least the way that the Eagles have played them right now, are McLeod and Rizal Douglas, who is on McLeod, who's playing, you know, sort of the, the, the deep guy. And then uh, Rizal Douglas, who's an outside corner only, or that's, you know, pretty much how the Eagles have only used to be to play safety, like one game because they had like a million injuries. But that's not, you know, they don't want him there. 
and they both they're they're both bad. <laughs> so like the two guys that do have defined roles aren't even good in the roles that they're playing. So it's not good. It's just not good across the board. It's not good. It's not good, Brandon. Let's take a quick break here, Jimmy, and then we'll get into some of the other Eagles free agency happenings. All we right. will be back after this. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Back here on BGN Radio 110 slash the emergency Malcolm Jenkins uh, is gone reaction podcast. Jimmy, in addition to the secondary uh, stuff that we have talked about already, the Eagles have had some losses yes. in free agency so far. So I guess I want to phrase this, and we can talk about the moves specifically, but how are you feeling about the Eagles overall, Jimmy, in free agency so far, given given everything we know up until 6 p.m. on Tuesday, March 17th? They're a worse team right now than they were two days ago, is the way I put it. Safe to say. Yeah. I mean, they also, they're also, uh, they lost they lost Jordan Howard, who went to Miami. They lost Camus Grugier-Hill, also to Miami. They lost Big V, went to uh, Detroit, and uh, I guess they're eventually probably going to lose Corey Clement. They didn't tender him as a restricted free agent. That doesn't matter. But, uh, you know, those three losses, Camus isn't a big deal. I think, you know, he was sort of primed to become a starting linebacker this year, a three-down guy, but uh, kind of got derailed by a uh, an MCL injury and made him miss, what, like the first three or four games, I guess, of the season. When he came back, his snaps were up, and then they, they, they you know, continually climbed. And then they kind of fell off a cliff at some point and then eventually got put on IR, had sort of a uh, contentious uh, back and forth between the team and, and not necessarily, they weren't like going back and forth at each other. They were just kind of putting their message out, which were contradictory about, you know, Camus and, and, a, and a back injury that he had. So that kind of ended badly. It was pretty clear that he was going to move on. Uh, Jordan Howard, of course, was a good player for the Eagles before he went on IR with that, you know, quote unquote stinger that was really kind of like nerve damage in his shoulder. And uh, Big V, who was you know pretty valuable player for them over the last four years, was a good pick as a, as a fifth round pick in the 2016 draft, same draft as Carson Wentz. Uh, you know they're going to miss him. I think uh, when he, I, I can't I can't understand how the Lions pay ten million dollars a year for him, <laughs> but he was a valuable player as a swing tackle for the Eagles. Yeah, I mean I think all of those. I think Kamu again, like the whole hiding the concussion thing. The bridge was obviously burned there. Uh, Jordan Howard, I am not so surprised. He left. This is something you and I, I guess, had disagreed about uh, on the podcast this offseason. He got more money than I thought he would. Yeah, but I was saying, like, he even if 
you know, he wasn't, he had the injury, whatever last year, he still has this like track record of volume numbers, even if his efficiency wasn't as great. Like he's like, it's like him and Zeke and like Todd Gurley who have like the most yards or whatever, since whatever they came into the league. 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I think Dave Spadaro, good friend, Dave Spadaro recently on Philadelphia Eagles.com. I saw him hyping up Elijah Holyfield a bit. So I was like, okay, I think I think Howard. Yeah, might Jordan be Howard's gone. gone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so it's called think... uh, hashtag close reading Spadaro. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, so the Eagles will probably need to add some kind of back. I would think maybe here, especially if they don't keep uh, Corey Clement. We'll see what happens. I think Clement could easily come back if he doesn't find anything. Um, but I don't think any of those are like really big picture things. They're kind of more fine tuning. Uh, of the roster that you know i don't i don't think that's where like the concern is when you're where you're kind of taking the temperature of this eagles agency slash legal tampering really period so far um the only addition to me the eagles have made is javon hargrave is it javon or is it i've heard him i've heard it pronounced javon javon i like javon i've always looked at it like javon uh we can call him grave digger i heard someone say javon so i don't know they, they maybe it is. Been, they, I mean, you can't. Maybe that person was just a moron. I don't know. <laughs> but but here's a here's a key detail. So I I reached out to a Steelers writer, uh, Jeff Hartman from Behind the Steel Curtain, the Steelers equivalent of Bleeding Green Nation, and he pointed out that uh, Javon Hargrave's nickname is Jay Wobble because he has a big butt. Okay. So like it could be Javon because of Jay Wobble. Did you see his uh, Twitter feed of you know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like how you yeah, it out there. We don't have any editing power in this episode because uh, it's uh, it's a no emergency pod, and, and, and t- getting it up uh, is time of the essence. So uh, Brandon cut me off from saying something, <laughs> saying something uh, you know not not appropriate. <laughs> but just so, just look for Javon Hargrave's uh, just type Javon Hargrave Twitter feed, and you might you might come across something. We'll see. I, I think everyone can ad- agree on the Hargrave signing to some extent of like, this is a good player. Like, I, don't, I don't think there's any doubt like that Javon or Javon Hargrave is a good player. Uh, definitely very talented. I think he'll be a great fit. Good fit. He's a big draft Twitter guy back in the day, I remember. And a, a big Tommy Lawler guy, I remember. Small I think Tommy, South Carolina State. Yes. I think Tommy was even saying the Eagles were like really in on him. I remember in that 2016 Yeah, so draft. apparently they were uh, they were deciding between him and Isaac in that yeah. draft. And Somalo, they, took, yes. they took Isaac. So, uh, yeah, they did like him. And when, they, when the Steelers took him, it, it seemed like a little bit of an odd fit for them because, you know, they run that 3-4 and they played him at the nose. Whereas I think he's probably best as more of a penetrating force uh, along the interior where you let them kind of, uh, you know, get into the backfield and, and, and make plays both in the run game and the pass game. And I think he'll be able to do that in the Seagull scheme. So he's a good – when you look at the player itself, himself, it's uh, – I think he's a really good fit and a good player. It just wasn't the direction I was expecting them to go with the gigantic holes that they had at corner, wide receiver, linebacker, and safety. <laughs> they're, they're spending $17 million. Over seventeen million on Fletcher Cox. That's top one, uh, de- three four three defensive tackle money. Yeah, Hargrave's deal is fifth among four three defensive tackles, and then you have Malik Jackson, who is seventh among four three defensive tackles. Like it's so much money tied up in that position, 
And I don't think they're getting rid of Jackson. And you really can't. They're not. Like, they can't. Yeah, they can't. Financially, it doesn't make sense. Uh, I mean, they could, in theory, designate him as a post two and one cut. But, like, really? Like, they're just going to take on more dead money? I don't think so. Uh, and it's not like, you know, it's a locker room issue. It's not like the same thing as with Alshon in, in that case. So, yeah, I just think the fit is so – it's hard to get excited about, honestly. Like, for Eagles fans, like, how are Eagles fans supposed to, to really, like, look at this move? You know, if, if like, not that Howie Roseman necessarily cares about that at all, or most, but, like, if he's really trying to, like, look at this and be like, all right, you know, fans should be excited we got this player. I mean, like, how could you be when you still need, like, <laughs> two wide receivers, two cornerbacks? The Eagles haven't really been tied. It's not even like there's rumors out there that they're interested in anyone, right? Like, we didn't see I them. haven't seen anything. I mean, may, maybe they're just really good at, at hiding what they're doing so far. Okay. And when, and you know, when the new league year begins at 4 o'clock on Wednesday. Yeah. Bang! All of a sudden, there's like three new guys on the team. So that's possible. Like that's, possible. that's happened in the past. But I haven't. Like again, you're right. Like there, there isn't much in the way of of rumors out there in terms of guys they're looking at. I mean, it was clear they were interested in Byron Jones. Like yes. that. That's clear. But you know, obviously, they got outbid by a team with just an absurd number of cap space that also um, it doesn't have any uh, state income tax. And by the way, uh, it's a pretty good, nice place to live. <laughs> so, like, like I, I can understand them losing out on that. But as you mentioned before, you know, I don't think they dodged the bullet either. So the, let's let's move on to you know guys that like stayed that 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 that, that they retained rather. Besides um, Rodney McLeod, who we talked about, and Jalen right. Mills. They, so Nate Sunfeld, Jimmy. Just, well, let's stay with defensive tackle since we're already okay. on that topic. They brought back Hassan Ridgeway, which uh, makes sense. Like I, I like it. I think uh, that he's the better player to bring back uh, than Timmy Jernigan. Obviously, Ridgeway missed nine games last year, so um, maybe it's not the right thing to say that he's more durable, but I think we can probably say that he's more durable <laughs> than Timmy Jernigan, who really has proven that he can't stay healthy. And he's just been too, when he when he has played, he's just been way too inconsistent. Like, he'll flash every now and again. The one game that he had last year, I want to say it was the Giants? He had one really good game where he made a lot of big, he made a lot, a lot of nice plays. I think it was against the Giants. You wrote and, about it. Um, uh, other than that, like nothing. He had like nine tackles on the season. <laughs> so like, you just not like it was time to move on from 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 Timmy, who was delightful in the locker room. But time to move on there, and they bring back Ridgeway, who's a at least a solid rotational defensive tackle. I mean, they're pretty stacked there. We thought they were stacked there last year as well. They just weren't able to stay healthy. In fact, they, they haven't been able to stay healthy. Uh, they're the last two seasons, and it's obviously a position that that they're prioritizing highly, at least from a financial perspective. I liked Ridgeway, uh, some of the flashes he showed. I remember specifically like the Vikings game last year and how that got out of hand. And I remember he was like one of the few bright spots even from that game. And like he, he even had two when they... sacks on the season in, in seven games, which is nice. Yeah, and even in that game when they were like down, he was still playing really hard. Like I remember that. So I like that. I like Hassan Ridgeway as your fourth defensive tackle. Um, we probably spent too much time talking about him, but I like him. <laughs> right. uh, one year deal, and then Nate Sudfeld, Jimmy is the other player the Eagles are retaining, and it is Pay a for Nate. It is yeah, it is a two million dollar deal reportedly per uh, Tom Pelissero, uh, and it is five hundred k guaranteed. Yes, and uh, incentives can bring it to can bring it to three million. And he was making a little bit more than three million last year as a. Uh, I guess they they tendered him as a restricted free agent with the second round pick level. Yeah, they didn't they didn't do the original round level, which for him I think he was taken in the sixth round by Washington right. back in the day. Um, so yeah, uh, it's actually a pay cut for old Nate. 
I was actually surprised to see those numbers come back. I mean, I don't I don't know like what other team would have more interest in him than the Eagles. I mean, he hasn't really played in any games. What does he have? Like two pass attempts in his career or something like that? I guess, no, no, no. I'm sorry. He's got he had the he had a yeah, full game, I guess, game. in week 17. But other than that, you know, very you know not, not a lot not a lot of you know real game experience. So like you know another team looking at him, they don't really have much to go on. Whereas the Eagles, there's at least some value there because he's been in their system for three years and he knows the offense inside and out, presumably by now. So he'll be heading into his fourth season. Was always the number three, you know, every since he's been here. He went into last season, or at least their off season, as the number two. Broke his wrist in the preseason. They signed Josh McCown. McCown plays the entire season. Nate winds up being the number three again. So, actually, by the way, like in that playoff game, they probably could have used Nate. Yeah, Sudfeld. Well, thing to consider with his market is it's probably the <laughs> probably a really bad year for him to become a free agent with all the quarterback movement around the league. Uh, and, and you know, in terms of who else who's available, so oh, who, else is, who else is available? <laughs> yeah, uh, Tom Brady, uh, <laughs> Philip Rivers, or at least he was before he's going to the Colts. Uh, yeah, so I think it was a bad year for him, honestly, because there's so many other alternatives. If it was a year where there was no quarterback movement, maybe some team takes a chance on him, gets desperate. I mean, I don't think it's impossible that uh, I, I think we should be paying more attention to Kyle Laletta, is how I'd put it. Okay. Uh, I think he's kind of treated like a non-factor, but I mean, the Eagles made him the highest paid, or at least one of the highest paid practice squad players in the NFL last year. He was a he was a fourth round pick in 2018, so he was a higher pick than Sudfeld. Like, and the Giants cut him, and the Giants are dumb. They do dumb things all the time, and, and they kept him to keep like Alex Taney, you know, a uh, run of the mill vet like that had no upside and didn't even make sense go. to keep him because they also had Eli Manning uh, behind and, and Daniel Jones. So. And it's Gettleman. So, of course, it's dumb. So, yeah, I, I think Laletta could be a factor in there. I think right now, my guess is kind of it could be a uh, a, a competition between Sudfeld and Laletta. And then, of course, it's possible, too, that the uh, the Eagles end up bringing in another veteran. That could be McCown. I mean, a bunch of guys are off the market at this point. Like, Keenum's out of there. Um, Mariota has obviously signed elsewhere. Uh, we'll see if Flacco becomes available again. I don't even think that's going to happen because of the relationship that Scangarello has with him, and it doesn't seem to be good. Uh, Sudfeld's the number two right now, but I just look at that guarantee, like barely any money guaranteed, and I just don't think it's like 100% locked in, like no question about it. Yeah, I think the way they go, even with that small um, you know, contract that he got, I still think they kind of play it the same way they did last year, where mm-hmm. he's the two through, you know, OTAs and mini camps and uh, into training camp and then if, if there he, are OTAs, if he right, it's true there probably won't be. Um, and then if he underwhelms in training camp, even if, if there's even that, you know, but if he underwhelms in whatever they have prior to whenever the season begins, um, then you know they can probably just have McCown or somebody else on speed dial uh, and bring those guys in. But uh, I think I don't think you're going to see them sign like any kind of recognizable name quarterback. Yeah, there's just not here really anyone out there anymore i'm just looking at the list jimmy linebackers i want to talk about that a little bit because littleton gone kwiatkowski gone yep uh the packers guy who led the league attack martinez gone schobert schobert's gone gone. by the way martinez i don't think lewis is gone i saw yeah martinez isn't good they the giants paid him 10 million a year that's that's like to me that's not really that different than having Ogletree who like the Eagles just torched with Zach Ertz like that's going to be happening again and again uh, Ertz and Goddard are just going to get the best of Martinez a lot so uh, thanks Dave Gettleman but yeah I 
that's the thing. Like again, with the wide receiver and the and the cornerback market, like a lot of these options are just shrinking. And it's not like the Eagles can get no one. I mean, Devondre Campbell is still out there, ties to the Eagles. But like, I don't know. I don't feel like inspired by by no. that. And no, and, no, I, no. and I guess that's where bigger picture, kind of wrapping this up. I guess Jimmy, getting towards the end here. Like, I don't feel really inspired by what the Eagles are doing so far. And, and again, with the caveat that it's early, things can change. But like, what are what are people supposed to feel like really great about? Okay, they got uh, Javon Javon Hargrave. He's an awesome player, but. He, they still have all these other needs, <laughs> which are more pressing. And and like the thing with the de- the defensive tackle thing, like okay, I guess it's important, but it's it's opportunity cost. You only there's cap there's a there's a cap limit. Like you only have so much resources to spend, and you're spending so much a defensive tackle. And meanwhile, these other positions, the Eagles are going to address them in some way. I don't doubt that. Although I guess I mean I guess I don't doubt that I, if they're starting Sidney Jones, then yeah, I am doubting that as a real option. Uh, but it's just the overall feel isn't so great to me. And this offseason as a whole, I guess, is kind of going weird to me. I guess a weird vibe. Just going yeah. back to like Mike Grow, the whole Mike Grow thing. And then the Eagles <laughs> right. hire like 50 bit different assistants instead of hiring just like a real offensive coordinator. And then the free agency process is weird. Like it just, there's just like a lot of weird vibes. I'm getting coronavirus. <laughs> The coronavirus, which isn't their fault, but no, but like it's just adding to the weirdness of the off season. Yeah, it's just a weird off season. It's it doesn't like, and maybe maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe I could look back during the season and they'll be great. Um, but it, it has a weird vibe to me right now, and you know the the Negadelphian, if you will, in me can kind of like already envision how things might be starting to go poorly. Like Malcolm Jenkins isn't here, and then Andre Dillard isn't ready to play left tackle. Like and then the wide receiver and cornerback still aren't good. Like I can already start to see how things are kind of like making me nervous a little bit. And I don't think I'm alone in that. I think there's a lot of Eagles fans feeling uneasy right now, which is kind of why I'm, I'm trying to vocalize this here. Just something I said, I texted to you, Jimmy, a little inside baseball here uh, before we did the podcast. The phrase, this whole winning the offseason phrase is driving me insane. <laughs> I am tired of people saying, oh, the smart teams, they don't win the offseason. <laughs> what are you talking about? The Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2017 yeah. because they had a killer offseason and they <laughs> right. won the offseason. I mean, if your definition of winning the offseason is just spending the most money, then I agree. That is not winning. That doesn't work out a lot. You don't play and, games in the spring, Brandon. You play them in the winter and fall. <laughs> it's insane to me, though. Like, if you're – what is your point that like the Eagles shouldn't be making smart moves? It's good that they're not making smart moves right now. Right. Right. Yeah. No, we're just going to get rid of the, uh, the clear leader of the defense and Hey, that's all right. You don't win games in the spring. <laughs> <laughs> the one silver lining that I will say, which also mirrors the one silver lining of the entire regular season is that looks like the Cowboys are kind of, uh, having a bad off season too. Like they already lost Byron Jones. Although their fans are pretty happy, at least that he didn't land in the NFC East. Like, you know, prior to free agency, I guess, you know, it was highly likely he was either going to be with the Eagles and the Giants were mentioned as a potential suitor too, but that he landed in Miami, they're, they're happy about that. But they also, you know, they have a big problem with, um, you know, the, the Dak Prescott tra- uh, franchise tag and how that's going to play out over time. And you know, Mari Cooper's making, I, I actually thought the Mari Cooper deal was fine for them, but he's making $20 million a year. They're good. They lost Jones. They they lost um, uh, Robert Quinn. Robert they Quinn. lost uh, Malik Collins, the, the a starting defensive tackle. They lost Jeff Heath, who wasn't good, but was a starting safety for them. Uh, the devastating loss for them. They lost Jason Witten, who <laughs> 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 who the coaches now can't point to anymore and say, "Do it, do it like number eighty-two. 
do it like 82 does it and you'll be a great pro and they lost somebody else to the raiders too like the raiders just the raiders are like poaching the roster the same way that like the dolphins seem to be with the eagles this offseason i forget who the other guy is but again the, the silver lining here is that you know the eagles still might win this division this year with an eight and eight record <laughs> I was just gonna say this. Like, so the off season is turning into the regular season of like who wants it? Who wants right. it? Who wants uh, it less? Yeah, who wants it less? <laughs> oh, great. Uh, I don't know, Jimmy. What's what's something we can say at the end here to kind of make people feel optimistic? Because some of well, this has been a downer so far. Yeah. Again, uh, the well, the one thing that I will say, like we you know we noted the linebackers that are gone, the cornerbacks that are gone. Uh, at least the receivers haven't really come off the board yet. Amari Cooper did, True. but you still have uh, you know Brashad Perryman. You have. Robbie Anderson and you know all, all the all the I mean you saw some guys get traded like Stephon Diggs and and um, oh my God DeAndre uh, Hopkins Nuke, yeah Nuke uh, got traded so, but you know like you haven't seen the free agent receivers come off the board yet so you know they could still add some speed and and give Carson one some competent uh, receivers on the outside as long as you get something competent out there and you have you know Witten and, and Goddard work in the middle and Sanders in the backfield you can still have a successful offense. So it, maybe that's the positive thing to look forward to is that, hey, they still have a chance to sign a guy. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. Still some safeties available, too, that, that, that are at least half decent. And they need to add people. I mean, just looking at, you know, okay, they added Hargrave, but they you could argue they – I mean, no, not even you can argue. They still probably do need two cornerbacks, two yes. starting cornerbacks. You could argue at least one starting wide receiver, maybe two. Um, safety, depending on what they're doing with Mills, and obviously that affects the corner thing. We'll see. Uh, they need at least one starting linebacker, linebacker and I would argue, yep. and, and then you can go into the backup positions. I would say backup offensive tackle is probably something they need to add, or at least I that's think not going to happen in free agency with the with the crazy money that that's being handed out to offensive linemen. I, I'm telling you, Jimmy, lay Adrian Waddle, <laughs> wait on it. Uh, so. They, they have a lot to do. That's the point of what all of us are saying there. Like they, they have a lot to do still. I'm sure they will do stuff. Free agency doesn't – how many people, Jimmy, have been like, free agency doesn't even officially begin to, <laughs> tomorrow, like on Wednesday to you because I've right. gotten that a lot. It's like, <laughs> right. I, okay, I, I haven't get really that. gotten that as much. Okay. Well, I'm not trying to panic. I'm just saying like – but they're – whatever. It's a fine line. It's a fine line. I'm not trying to panic, but I, I am pointing out the reality. Like these options are coming off the board. Yeah, it hasn't officially started – but their options are dwindling, and I'm not really loving how things are coming together so far. Going back to the winning the offseason thing, like you cannot like what they're doing, and that could also be very valid. It's not just, it doesn't always work out the opposite of like, well, I didn't love what they did, but actually it's going to work out great because of that. Like, it doesn't <laughs> right. it's, yeah. I don't know, Jimmy. I'm, I'm exhausted. Uh, I should probably wrap up. Do you have any final thoughts? How many things did you write today? Uh, between t- just today? Do you want to know today. yesterday? I don't. I didn't even count today, but I've been. I. I don't know. I'm just losing my mind. Okay, I think I've done like seven or eight, something like that. Okay, I'm probably up to like thirty something in the past two days. Okay, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, my brain's fried. All right. Uh, any final thoughts? I don't have any. Do something, Howie. Freaking do something. <laughs> also, thank you everyone for supporting the show. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. We appreciate that. Uh, thank you to Michael Kiss for always editing these shows to give him some yes. credit. We should wrap this up. You, you can follow Jimmy on Twitter at Jimmy Kempsey. Check out his workout at Philly Voice. Check my workout at BleedingGreenNation.com. Follow me on Twitter at Brandon Gowton. You can follow BGN Radio on Twitter at BGN underscore radio. Whatever the Eagles do next, 
we will be here in some form, whether it's us or Tiss and Solak or whatever. So subscribe to the feed. Don't miss an episode. And we will have more Eagles news to talk to you about probably shortly, hopefully. Stay, stay safe. Stay, uh, stay home. Wash your hands. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye, everybody. P-G-N. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.